started a series last week called Reset. And uh, the whole, whole premise of this series, the whole thought behind it as we go through these next few weeks, is that every part of our life lines up to the will of God, right? We, we, we don't want anything outside of the will of God. I want everything in my life to line up to the will of God. So last week we talked about resetting our heart. And that um, we need to be, um, have a heart for Jesus no matter what. No matter how hard it is, no matter how much we don't like it. Do you know there's some things that Jesus wants for your life that you may not want to do? How many of you have ever thought about that? You may not want to do some things that he wants you to do. So you have to have a heart that's willing, God, no matter what, I want you. I want to be like you. I want to do what you want me to do. I want to say what you want me to do. I want to think what you want me to do. And so there's going to be some things that we go through that you may not like. I'm just going to be honest with you. That you may not be lining up in, the, in some area of your life to the will of God. And you have to have a heart that says, no matter what, God, I'm going to change. Right? I'm going to reset my heart. Because, you know, a lot of times what happens is the enemy comes in, we allow him, and we get things in our life that just not, are not of God. And we think, and they may be good things. Did you know that you could be doing good things that are not God things, right, for your life? They may be sucking, actually, the life outside of you. And so you, you want to you make sure your life lines up to the will of God. So we're going to reset everything in our life to align with his will. So last week we talked about the heart in, that, in Deuteronomy that God laid before us life and death, blessing and cursing. And he says, oh, that you would choose life. He wants you to choose life. And I want to encourage you to be doing that, to choose life in every situation, every part of your life, okay? And so um, last week was about the heart. This week we're going to be talking about the mind. We're going to reset our thinking. Because some of us have some stinking thinking, right? And uh, we've allowed things in our, in our life that, that doesn't line up in our thought life to the will and the purpose and the word of God. And so we want to make sure that we change our thinking because you'll never change your life until you change your thinking. Because your thinking holds you back. I believe some of you have not entered into the destiny of God because of your thinking. I believe that's held you back because of the way you think about yourself or your situation or you think about God. And so we need to reset our mind to think only God thoughts. And the, and, the, and the truth is, a lot of people have wrong thinking. I know there's thinking that thoughts that I've had in my, in my life that, man, I've had a capture and I had to take, take away. I can't think about those things anymore. And see, the difficulty with resetting our thinking isn't within getting a new mindset. That's actually the easy thing. The new mindset is easy. It's getting rid of an old mindset. Because it's, it's, it's rooted down deep in us. And some things have come even from our childhood of how we think about ourselves, how we think about others, how we think about what we do and who we are and what God wants. And so we need to, we need to find out what is the source of my stinking thinking. Because most of us, don't, we don't even know where it began. But you have this think, thinking in your mind that you can't do something. You have this thinking in your mind that you can't be somebody or you have this thinking of fear, of, of lack, of whatever, and, and, and hate, or whatever, and in your life, you don't know where it came from, and you need to get rid of it. And so let me give you a few things. This is where some of our stinking thinking com- comes from. Number one, it, our first one is we let our mental self-image define us. We have a thought about who we are, and we let that define us. And so many people have some negative perception about who they are. 
And we've got to reset that. You've got to get that out of your life. For most of us, the way we view ourselves, our self-image goes way back to our childhood. And a lot of our belief system is from that era. And, and, and sometimes even from a kid that you grew up in really in a negative home that, or you had negative things said to you that have, have determined who you are today and how you act, how do you respond. Even how you respond to the Father God is because you don't feel like maybe you're, you're able or you're worthy. And just let me put this out there. You are not worthy. None of us are worthy. Only Jesus made us worthy, right? And so because of Jesus, I can go boldly before the throne, right? And so the thing about it is we need to get some of our thinking because it's stopping us even from moving into the things of God. You know, there's a person in the Bible, King David, had a negative idea about himself, perception about himself. Before he was king, his father um, didn't believe in him. He was number eight of eight, eight men in his, in his uh, family. And his dad didn't really believe in him. Saul didn't think he was good enough to fight, fight Goliath. And when he was going to fight Goliath, Goliath was insulted by David being there and fighting him. So no wonder David had this misconception about who he is. So he wrote, wrote a, a psalm. And this is what he said in Psalms 22, verse 6. Look what he said. He says, but I am a worm and not a man, scorned by men and despised by people. Do you think he has some thinking thinking about himself? David had to overcome this, this negative self-image, because if he didn't, it would define him. And see, that your negative self-image of yourself defines you, whether you know it or not, and what you think. Well, I can't do that, or I'm not good enough, or I'm not like that person. If you ever compare yourself to somebody else besides Jesus, you have a negative self-image. You do. And that's truth. I know, because I've had that. And I've had to get out of that in my life. And especially when I got sick and I, and I have to wear and use canes. I mean, it's, a, it's a hard to get over that negative self-image. Why would anybody follow someone like me? I mean, these thoughts come in and you've got to learn how to deal with those thoughts and cast them out because you can't afford to have any thought that's not of God in your mind. Amen? And you've got to realize that. So how does God see you? You need to ask that question. How does God see you? You need to go in prayer and ask Holy Spirit, God, how do you see me? And you need to start writing those things down. You need to find scriptures for how God sees you. Because it's so important that you believe that more than any other thing, any other lie that comes into your mind. You've got to believe that. And you've got to write these things down. So you need to talk to the Lord. The second thing, where, uh, place where we get our negative and wrong thinking from is that we let our past program, program us. We let our past dictate who we are. So maybe, how many has ever had a negative experience in your past? Raise your hand. How many has ever had anybody say any hurtful words in your, in your, in your past? Raise your hand. How many has ever had past mistakes? Only a few of you, of course. And um, th- th- did you raise your hand? You're the, you're the, uh, the lover of the uh, other team? Yeah, there you go. Okay, good. That, that, that may be a past mistake. I don't know. I know. Lucy knows. I'm joking with her. Um, <laughs> we'll see you after the game. I'm sure I'll get a text. Repenting because they won. But anyway, um, <laughs> you know, but we, we have past mistakes. Every single one of us have, have someone said a hurtful word to us. Every single one of us have negative experiences. Every single one of us have made mistakes. And, but we let those things define us. We let our past come in 
and define us. Yeah, you might have grown up in a, in a household that was negative. You can't allow what you grew up to let it define you. It will hurt you. You are, and if you're a believer in here and you gave your life to the Lord, you have been bought with a price. It's no longer you that lives, but it's Christ that lives in you. So your past is gone. You're a new person. You're a new creature. There's something new inside of you. Psalms 13.2 says, How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and every day have sorrow in my heart? Wow. I don't know about you. I experienced this. My thoughts bringing sorrow into my heart. I've had to deal with those things. Those negative um, thoughts, those things that I'm no good or I can't do this, or, or those fears and worries that bring sorrow. How long will my enemy triumph over me? You know, that's what's happening. When you allow those things that aren't of the Lord to come into you. You know, even when the Lord rebukes you, right? You know what rebuking means? Tells you you're doing something wrong. Even when he rebukes you, it's never with hurt, for you to be hurt or to bring sadness in your life. It's a godly sorrow, but to change, to repent. Repenting is a good thing. You know, that means to turn around, to change your thinking, to change the way you're going. And you should clap and be excited. And that should be a celebratory time when you repent. That God always does that. It always leads into the joy of the Lord. Did you know repentance always leads to the joy of God? But sorrow, an ungodly sorrow, will bring you in more into depression and worry and fear. God never does that. And that's how the enemy can triumph over us. We need to forget what Isaiah 43 says, verse 18. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. We need to do that. We need to get rid of those things. Because those things can define us. Another, another way we get our stinking thinking is we let the world infect us. Did you know, especially with this, our culture, media is at your fingertips all the time. Media, things of this world, the thoughts of this world, the world's mindset, the, the culture of this world, and their values infect us. Many of us don't realize how the world is actually polluting our minds, polluting our thinking. Now look at this, 2 Corinthians chapter 6. I'm going to read out the Message Bible. Look what it says here in verse 14. It says, don't become partners with those who reject God. Now, let me stop right here and let me un- let you understand this. It doesn't mean you can't be friends with people who don't know Jesus, okay? You just can't allow them to influence you. In fact, you need to be friends with people who don't know Jesus. So why? So you can influence them, right, with the gospel, the good news of Jesus. So you need to be friends with them, but you can't allow them to influence you. And this is what it says. Don't become partners. Don't allow them to influence you with those who reject God. How can you make a partnership out of right and wrong? That's not partnership, that's war. Is light best friends with dark? Does Christ go strolling with the devil? I just think that's funny. Do you, do, do you trust, do trust and mistrust hold hands? Would you think of setting up pagan idols in God's holy temple? But that is exactly what we are. Each of us a temple in whom God lives. God himself put it this way. I'll live in them, move in them, and I'll be their God and they'll be my people. So leave the corruption and compromise. Leave it for good, says God. Don't link up with those who, pollute, who will pollute you. I, want, I love this part. I want you all to myself. I just love that, that God is passionately in love with us. Amen? And he wants us all to himself. I'll be a father to you. You'll be my sons and daughters to me. The word of the master God. I love that. That, how that puts that. Don't, don't, don't link up 
Don't link up with things that will pollute you. And so a lot of times is that what, that's what we're doing. And we, we, we get into this mindset. We go into, the, we look at the news and we look at uh, 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 commentaries and other things that are going on. And we, we see those things and, and it can pollute you, good or bad, you know. And you have to watch it. You can't allow the things of this world. That's why Romans chapter 12 says, do not conform to the thinking of this world. Do not allow that to get into you. And so some ways we get our negative thinking is because of the things of this world. And I know it's going to be hard to go against popular thinking. I know it's difficult to go against that. But at some point, we've got to get away from this infection. Another way we allow stinking thinking to come in is because the devil is like a roaring lion seeking whom may devour. He comes in and he will accuse you. A war is raging all around you. You may not even be aware of it. But there's a war for your thought life. Because you, your life will not change unless your thoughts change. And listen, your thoughts will change, whether good or bad. And when they change, you want them to change towards what God wants, not what the enemy wants. And so he's going to influence you. He's going to accuse you. You know, the devil's number one target is your thoughts. He knows if he, you can believe his lies, if he can get you to believe his lies, you're done. If he can get you to believe his, his lies about yourself about your surrounding, about the people you're around, about your job and everything else, then he's got you. And you're not going to listen to the voice of God. You're going to listen to the voice of the enemy. John eight forty four says, When he, the devil, lies, he speaks his native language, for he's a liar and the fathers of lies. And that's what he wants you to do. He wants you to believe lies. And we've got to get out of that. We can't allow the devil to accuse us. And he comes in, and you know that, that voice that comes into you and says something negative, says something against the word of God, against what God has told you, and he wants to stop you. He's there to what? Kill, steal, and destroy. And so anything that kills, steal, and destroy, you not need to get rid of. You need to get those thoughts out of your, your mind. And you need to say, God, no, and I'm going to need to cast those things down. That's why the Bible talks about cast everything that, that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. You need to cast those things down. You need to get them down and raise the knowledge of God up. Amen? So we need to get those things. And so all of us, in some way, in some form, have this negative, this death thinking in our lives, and we need to capture it. So we need to reset our mind. Proverbs twenty three seven says this: "For as a man thinks in his heart, so is he." It's time to get our thinking correct. Isaiah fifty five eight and nine says, "For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways," declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts, your thoughts. See, the thing about it is, this is talking about heaven and earth. This is talking about spiritual and natural. We need to think what God thinks spiritually. And that goes into the natural. We need to stop get rid of our natural concepts and start living spiritually. See, if you want God's ways, you must start think, thinking God's thoughts. You have to think God's thoughts to get His ways. And so we need to do that. So let me give you five reasons why we need to reset our mind to good thinking. Number one, everything begins with a thought. Everything begins with a thought. Adultery begins with a thought. Hate begins with a thought. Greed begins with a thought. But also, life change begins with a thought. You need to learn to control your thoughts. Romans 12, 2, Do not be conformed any longer to the pattern or the thinking of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. God wants to give you another way to think. 
He wants to give you another way to think about yourself, about your life, about your situation, about 2019. He wants you to give his thoughts. You know God has thoughts for you. He thinks about you, Jeremiah 29, 11. He has thoughts about you. Have you ever asked God, what do you think about me? I want you to do that. Not only do I want you to do that, I want you to ask God, what do you think about me? But I want you to take an inventory of your thoughts. What do you think every day? You need to start writing it down, good or bad. You need to write down your thoughts. You know, if, it, if it's a worry, thought of worry, you need to write that thought of worry. Why? I thought I'm worried about my finances. I thought I had a thought. Or I had a thought I'm worried about my marriage. Or I had a thought that I, I have fear here. Or, I, uh, or I, I didn't like that person there. Or uh, that person doesn't like me. Whatever the th- thought is. And it could be good thoughts. You need to inventory your thoughts. Have you ever thought about that? Because we don't really realize what we're thinking throughout the day. But what we're thinking could be destroying us. What we're thinking could be hurting us. And there could be thoughts that you're thinking that you're not giving time to that could give life to you if you would just give time to those thoughts and not the others. So write it down. What are you thinking? Do an inventory and see what you're thinking. So because everything begins with a thought. Number two, what we think determines how we feel. Did you realize your mind affects how you feel? And you guys probably know that, right? Your mind affects how you feel. That you could be thinking thoughts and it can de- in the morning and it, it, it determines the outcome of your day. You could be thinking thoughts of dread on, on Monday morning and it's going to affect your whole day. You know that. Your thoughts are powerful. That's why, that's why Paul tells us in Philippians 4, 8, 8 and 9, he says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things, and the God of peace will be with you. And the God of peace, I like that, the God of peace will be with you. So you need to, when you do an inventory of your thoughts, you need to take Philippians 4, 8, and 9, and you need to line it up and say, is this, is this true? Is this thought true? Is it noble? Is it right? Is it pure? Is it, is it lovely? I mean, you, you, need, you need to write these things down. And if it doesn't line up to that verse, then you need to get it out of your life. You need to know it's a thought of the enemy, and it is a lie. Right? It's a lie. You need to look at that. If it's, not, if it's not of God, get it out. Don't think of it. You know that the problem is, we want to think about that junk, don't we? We feel that if I don't worry, if I don't think about worrying, I, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. No, that's just a, you believe the lie somewhere in your life. Don't think about it. I remember one time we were... A few, number of years ago, we were going through some, it's not really financial hardships, I mean, but it, we were very low financially here. We were, um, uh, we, we, we were making bills, but it was just, it was getting to the point, we're gonna, if it doesn't change, we're going to have to lay off. And, um, and so I'm just praying, and, and here I go, my thinking. So I start, I start making plans. To, you really to lay off people. I said, well, we're going to have to do this. This is, this is what we need to do. How do we can cut and everything else? And all the cutting that was going to need to be done to get us to the point where we would be in the black, you know. And uh, as I'm sitting I'm there in my office, 
I'm sitting there. I was going to make a proposal to the elders. And the Lord says, who told you to do that? Uh, you know, you just kind of stutter when you get confronted. Um, uh, well, I don't know. Who do, who do you think told me to do that? You know, and it, it, wasn't, it wasn't the Lord. It was, it was a wrong thought. And I said, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? He says, I want you to delete that Excel. It was an Excel document. I want you to delete it. I said, I worked hard on this. <laughs> so uh, I deleted it. And then I said, okay, now what do you want me to do? Nothing. Just like that word Greg said this morning. Rest. He said, Sean, I've got it under control. And you know what? Everything went, was under control. God provided abundantly. He always has. He always will. Listen, I could have gotten out of the will of God and caused more harm. See, when you think the wrong thoughts and you act on them, it causes you more harm. And you get out of the will of God. That's why we need to reset. Yeah, and listen, I'm going to tell you what. Every one of us has stinking thinking in some way. And we need to reset it. Amen? So you need to line it up. Once you do your inventory, what thoughts are of God and what aren't. Amen? Number three, our thoughts will now determine our destiny. And our destiny destiny determines our legacy. You know, as I'm getting older, I'm thinking about a legacy. I'm not that old. But I do. I think about my life after I'm gone. What am I, what am I going to be leaving here? And not, not for my glory, for God's glory. I know it's not about me. It's about God. What, I, what did I live my life for that will continue to grow after I'm gone to cause you more glory? That's not my whole heart. Whether it's my kids and my disciples, whatever, I, I want that. But our, our thoughts determine our destiny, and our destiny determines our legacy. It affects, your thoughts affects people all around you. Did you know that? It affects people now, and it will affect people in the future. There's been a lot of studies that have been done in the last 40 years that say your thoughts determine to a large degree the way you act and the way you live your life. So if you see yourself as a loser, right, you'll end up to a large degree acting like a loser, right? If you see yourself as a victim, you'll tend to let people victimize you. And these are are university studies. They've done many, many studies of this. But on the other hand, if you see yourself as successful, then you'll tend to repeat the things that make you a success. Romans 8, 5, it's also very scriptural. Romans 8, 5, verse 6 says, Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that pleases the Spirit. If your sinful nature controls your mind, there is death. But if the Holy Spirit controls your mind, there's life and peace. I like life and peace any day over death. And so we need to reset our thinking to think the God thoughts that he has for us. I mean, some of you have been thinking thoughts about who you are for many years that aren't of God. And it has caused you not to enter into God's destiny for your life. It's not too late, by the way. You're still walking, okay? You can still do it. 
But you need to reset your thinking. So you need to write down what God thinks about you. What does the Holy Spirit think about you? You need an inventory of your thoughts. And you need to cast out some things. That's why cast anything that exalts itself, the Bible says, against the knowledge of God. What does God say about you and what you've been saying about you and thinking about yourself? That doesn't mean anything. Cast those things out and keep what God says. And watch your life begin to change. Watch your direction begin to change. I really believe that. And I really see that coming in some of you. Is that once you begin to think the right things, think that God thinks, things are going to open up like never before. You're going you're to start entering into things that you never thought you could enter into. You know, do you know that you, you can, maybe, maybe you may be in like this right now, that you can enter into a place of thinking that you've never thought before and it's hurt you. And you look by and say, man, I've never been like this. Why am I thinking this? Why am I feeling this? Well, it's a trap of the enemy. You entertain a thought that causes you to get stuck. You feel like you're in a pit of despair. You feel like you're not moving any forward. And and listen, God's saying, listen, reset your thinking and you'll get right out of it. And you'll get out of that fear and stuff. I've known things, I've I've had fear and worry hit me before, and I've never feared and worried. And I've had it hit me, and I'm thinking, and I'm entertaining these fears, I'm entertaining these thoughts, and I'm I'm wondering to myself, that's not who I am. And I, I'm arguing myself, and, I'm, and I, I just have to realize that these thoughts, I've got to get out. So I've got to get something else in me to do that. I've got to get the Word of God, and I've got to start thinking His thoughts. Because your, your thoughts will determine your destiny. Number four, successful people think differently than others. And that's so true if you read any, any books. But I'm not talking about successful people in this world. I don't, I don't want to go there because they're not my model. There's one successful person, that was Jesus. And Jesus was successful because of this. He did not see things as they are. He saw things as they could be. He had faith. See, Mark 10, 27, Jesus looked at them and he said, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Right? See, you've got you to gotta think the way Jesus thinks. You've got you to gotta get out the impossibilities and think that everything is possible in Christ. Amen? You've got, you got to stop thinking about your marriage has been so bad for so long that it will never change. You've got to stop thinking that way. Because with God, all things are possible, right? You've got to stop thinking, well, I'm in this job, I've been in this job, and it's never going to change. I'm never going to get out of it. I'm going to do this. You've got to stop thinking that way and start thinking the possibilities in God, right? You've got to stop thinking the negative things. You've got to start thinking the possibilities. So I want to challenge you to stop focusing on impossibilities and stay away from the experts that explain everything away. They do you no good at all. They're not the ones who died for you. They're not the ones who are in control. You give it to Jesus who's in control, and he's the one who died for for you and you take the word impossible out of your vocabulary out of your thinking and don't reduce God down to your brain. You rise up to his level. Amen. And see, that's what we need. We need to get out of that thinking and start thinking the possibilities about what God is going to do here in America. Amen? we got to start thinking the possibilities, what God will do in my family and my friends and my co-workers and my neighbors. we got to stop thinking the bad thoughts about other people and start speaking the word of God over their lives. Amen? Amen. It will be different. You're going to be different when you do that. Amen? And see God just really work. And number five, 
we can change the way we think. And this is how we're going to do that. By the word of God. By his word. That means you need to read the word of God. You need to get out the Bible and read it every single day. Pastor Joe talked about that a couple weeks ago when all the elders and, and the staff were up here prophesying. The word of God is important. You need to get it into how you're going to know what thought is wrong without the word of God. Because that's our standard. Amen? You know, many, many years ago, I had a, I had a, a hurtful word spoken to me. Um, I've had many hurtful words, and like everyone else in here, we've all had hurtful words, right? And so uh, this word was spoken to me by my eighth grade teacher. Now, I, I, I want to preface this saying that um, I'm, I provoked her in doing this, okay? So, so I'm sure that's not what she really meant to say, but she, it really probably felt good for her to say this. Um, and so I just want you to know that. I understand if you're a teacher in here that that can happen, but... But it did hit me where the enemy used it in my life. And this is the word. Sean, you'll never make anything of yourself. Now, I understand her and I've forgiven her. And I really helped her, you know, come to that point. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, um, it, but that word has been in my, my heart. And I had to deal with that. And I didn't realize it. You know, you don't really pick those words. I'm going to take that and use that and it's going to hurt me forever. You don't really do that. It's something that just is underlining in your thoughts and everything. And so anything I, I came out to do is always a, a self-image issue with me. I can't do this. Or, or who to say, and, and, this, and this thought will come in, who do, who do you think you are? You're not going to make anything of yourself. And so I had to get, until I get into the Word of God and start really studying the Word of God and seeing that, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That that word, even though it was spoken by her, and I don't think it was really meant for her. I think she was angry and upset, and I don't hold that against her. It was the enemy. That's right. And he was trying to stop me from doing anything in my life. And I had, to, I had to take that word, and I had to get it out of my life, where it no longer, even though I remember it, it no longer controls my thoughts. Because the word of God has come into me and it lines up. See, when, when a wrong thought comes up, if you're in the word, you're a man and woman of the word, guess what? The Lord raises a standard of his word against it. And that word is stronger than that, that lie. And when you're in that word and you have the word of God, it comes inside of you where, oh, oh, no, that's not right. That's not of God. I'm not going to listen to that. You liar, get behind me, Satan. You know that? That's what you do. You, you get rid of that because you know this is greater is he that is in me than he's in the wor- world. I mean, you, you just start speaking out the word. My God will supply all of my needs according to his, his glory his, in Christ Jesus, riches in Christ Jesus. You start speaking the word out where it takes that other word, that other lie, and it, and it pushes it away. Because what you concentrate on, what you think about the most is what you worship. Did you know you can worship worry, you can worship fear, or you can worship God? You can worship Jesus, who is the Word, right? And begin to think His Word. So you get the Word. The washing of the water by the Word of God. It cleanses you. It cleanses your thought life as you begin to get in the Word. So I'm going to challenge you. Get a, get a, even just read the Bible every single day. You can read the Bible throughout the year, or whatever. You, everyone's got a, probably got a smartphone in here. Download the Bible app and do it. Read it. 
Even if it's just one verse a day, trust me, it's going to help you. Read more than what you did in 2018. And watch your thought life change. Because the enemy wants to kill, steal, and destroy. He, he not only wants to do that just in, in areas of your finances, in your relationship. He actually wants you dead. He actually wants you physically dead. Did you know something? You are no good to God dead. You'll be in heaven, hopefully. Because you gave your life to the Lord. But you're no good to God dead. God has a plan. He has a purpose for your life. And the enemy wants to thwart it. He wants to stop it. Start thinking the right thoughts. Stop thinking thoughts that it's too late for me. Stop thinking thoughts that I'm not good enough. Stop thinking the thoughts that God doesn't care. God loves you. He cares for you. And think the right thoughts. Ask the Lord what He thinks about you. And write it down. Right, whatever comes in, enter your mind. And then order it by the word of God. Philippians 4, 8, and 9. Is that the right word? Take an inventory of your thought life throughout the week. Write the thoughts down you're thinking. You know when you're driving to work, right? And you think those thoughts. Everyone does it. Write them down. Okay, I thought this. I thought this about my situation. I was fearful. This is a fearful thought. And line it up to the word of God. And say, and just tell God, I, I, I'm not no longer going to, I'm, I'm repenting to you, God. Repenting, you know, sin means miss the mark, right? When you think a wrong thought, you're missing the mark. It's called sin. All of us do it. So we say, God, I repent. I, that's not, that thought is not of you. And I cast it out. I recognize it as a lie. And it's contrary to you and your word. It's antichrist. And I choose your word. And I choose to think your thought. And I start speaking that out all the time. You need to write the God thoughts down and put place it everywhere in your house. Whether wherever you spend the most time with. If it's at the toilet, put it there. If it's at the fridge or if it's at both, it's wherever you you put it all over your house because you need to remind yourself what God thinks because the enemy's not going to stop because you don't like it. He's going to come back, but you, it's a battle. And, that, that, and, and he has no control, and you have, you, have, you have the power because of Jesus to get rid of it. So you just start speaking the right thoughts, speaking the God thoughts all about you. Put it in your car. Put it on your phone. You know, confess it every single day. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Now, you get scriptures. Whatever God tells you. I mean, every one of us are going to be different in that. But whatever God tells you, you start speaking it out. That's how you're going to reset your mind to the word. And then let, watch what God does. Watch your, watch your demeanor change. Watch how you carry yourself change. Amen? Watch how God uses you in a greater way. Bow your heads, close your eyes. Father, we thank you for your word today. Father, I just pray right now that this word gets inside of us and changes us. That, Father God, not only we reset our heart to say, God, whatever you desire, we want. We want your will. That, God, we know you set before us life and death, blessing and cursing. We're going to choose life today in our thought life. That we're going to make an inventory of our, lo- of our thoughts and we're going to get out the things that aren't of you. We're going to keep the things that are you and we're going to add more to that, God, what you think about us. 
So, Father, I just pray that you speak to every one of us here today, God, in a greater way, even this afternoon, Lord. That, Father God, that we see your thoughts, we hear your thoughts, and we speak them out. And the thoughts that aren't of you, that don't line up to your word, we're going to cast them out in Jesus' name. Today is a new day. Today is a new start. No more worry, no more, no more fears, Lord, in our thought life, God, in the name of Jesus, God. And, Father, I thank you that these thoughts are going to even be creative to our destiny. That, Father God, we're going to start walking on new ground that we have never thought we could ever be. I be- I'm believing, God, I am thank you for this, God, that there are going to even be words that are going to come out of our mouth here today, that in the future, as we change our thoughts, change our minds, and we line everything up to your will, that we're going to say this, I never had thought before that I'd be here today, but because of God and his word, I am. Father God, people are going to step into new things in Jesus' name. And I believe that. I thank you, God, that people here, their dreams are going to be restored. That they're going to start walking and living the dream of God in Jesus' name as we reset everything to your will and your purpose in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. Come on, give the Lord praise for that. Isn't that good? Amen. Somebody came to me in the first service and said, Sean, that was, you preached to me. I said, I was preaching to me. So I'm glad you got something out of my preaching to myself today. And, uh, you know, I, that's true. We all deal with our thoughts. I'm tell you what, God's going to do something great. But do the work, right? Get into your prayer closet, wherever you pray, and just ask the Lord, what do you think about me? Take an inventory this week of the thoughts that you're going through. And take out the things that aren't of God. Amen? Watch things change.